What's up, everybody? Thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode of The Dropped Podcast. You know, we did things a bit differently this season, and we recorded this podcast live from the field, under the wild skies. We were out there, and we were right smack dab in the middle of the action. So here's what you're going to get. It's informative, it's entertaining, and at times it's unpredictable. But I certainly had a lot of fun recording it, and let's be honest, it passed the time. I do want to take a quick minute to thank our partners who help us make all this happen. So I want to give a big shout out to the following. The Outdoor Channel. Dropped is an Outdoor Channel original production, so I want to thank them. Under Armour, Leupold Optics, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, Garmin, Winchester Ammunition, Winchester Firearms. Thanks to each and every one of our partners. Without you guys, we really can't make this wheel go round. So, without further ado... This is Dropped from Under the Wild Skies. Enjoy. Well, welcome everybody back to Dropped, live from the field. We decided to do this podcast live from the field. Thought it would be something cool to give a little behind the scenes, a little something extra, paint the picture of exactly what's going on. Casey, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling damn good. I'm sitting up on a perfect little glassing point overlooking the tundra. Set the scene for everybody a little bit just to give everyone an idea of what we're looking at. First off, if you guys hear some wind noise and some of that stuff that's going on, there's really not much we can do about it out here in the middle of nowhere. But uh, we're sitting on a river valley right now that runs east to west and uh, ties into kind of another main valley that runs north and south, and we're kind of right at the the point where the Y comes together. We've got giant granite mountains in front of us and kind of all around us snow-capped now. That's a little right? different than it was, hey? Yeah, that was a little different than when we flew in. Snow-capped mountains. We've got uh, got some of the rainy weather out of the way so far, but... Um, we also have a grizzly at uh, 600 yards, yeah. basically. Yeah, he's about 600. We've named him Grizzly Pouches, <laughs> and uh, he has been on the caribou kill now for the last day. So let's talk about that for a second, because he's on a caribou kill because we killed the caribou. Yeah, there you go. How incredible was that? What a day. Yeah. <laughs> This draft has been a little different than some of the others in the fact that... We saw game. We have gotten into it quickly. I yeah. mean, we are... We're off to the races. Here yeah. we go. Well, I think we're in this... Or Like you mentioned earlier, we're in this kind of funnel. And it's been different in years past. But even when we got dropped here for the very first season, this is about five, six miles higher than where we were the first time. Right. And this is where we wanted to get, but the water levels wouldn't allow it. So now we're up here, and we just, out of the gate, day one, good weather, so many animals. I mean, and we've got the trifecta, don't we, so far? Yeah. I mean, of everything that we were looking to see? Yeah, I mean, so far in this valley, we have seen bull moose, multiples. We've seen cow moose. We've seen calves. We've seen grizzlies. We've seen caribou. We've seen a lynx. We've seen yeah. a wolf. We have seen or found a muskox skull of a dead muskox. I mean, what else? Yeah. What else? What well, else? Yeah, we've yet to blow up the rafts. Yeah, exactly. So, 
That's I uh, don't know that we will. That's pretty incredible. <laughs> so to take you back to tonight's episode that was on, if you hadn't caught tonight's episode on the Outdoor Channel, um, then you want to gonna kind of check some things out probably on our social media page. There's going to be some sort of recap over there. But here's the deal. So Casey and I are sitting on this on this knoll, the one that we're sitting on right now, and we're glassing. And <laughs> we look over. We got two bull moose. One is an absolute giant. We saw him the day we landed. He's a stud. I mean, an absolute, just a, just what exactly what you want. Um, he kicks off another one. So we're watching those moose. Looks like they're going to break. So Casey and I are scrambling. We've got Jason and Jameson are with us. Um, they're here too as well on the podcast and listening in. They went back to camp to grab something. So Casey and I have no camera situation. We realize the moose is going to break. So we start scrambling. Then we realize it's the small moose. We turn around. Six caribou start coming at us. Now we got this decision to make. I mean, it was a bit of a cluster there for a hot minute, right? I'm trying to figure out what to do. Oh, yeah. All the while, we had pouches the grizzly <laughs> yeah. half a mile, you know, down river. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been nonstop day after day. I mean, part of what I think's just been awesome is it's literally like, it's like a nature show right now. Yeah. It's you like know what I mean? Geo. So many drops are spent you know glassing and staring you know at at few and far between in terms of animals but for some reason you know so far and let's knock on every piece of wood we can find i mean it's just been non-stop action so yeah when when it was you know moose and caribou and grizzly and everything all at once and it's like do we zig do we zag like what which way are we going and what are we doing and what's the best decision and what's realistic and what's not and what's responsible and what's not i mean so many damn questions so fast that just ripped through your mind. Yeah, there was a lot flying at me at that moment. And then we finally make the decision. We're like, it's time. We're going after the caribou because we realized the moose is about a mile and a half. The big one didn't break and start to come. It was the smaller one. So we're like, that's it, done. So we go after the caribou, um, make the spot and stock on him, get up to what what you read off, 145 or something yep, like 145. that. 145. Yeah. So Winchester, 300 Winchester short mag, just unleashed fury. I've never seen so much damage in my life, actually, when I was caping them out. That was um, un- that was incredible. Incredible, right? The trauma was unreal. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I mean, I've shot the 300 Wisdom a lot, but that, for some reason, high shoulder, um, he runs maybe 20 yards, piles up, first mountain caribou. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, we've had multiple opportunities and uh yeah if i look back at like the arctic season when we we're on a different river up here could have shot one but didn't make sense at the time but never got the actual opportunity so that's my first mountain caribou and to shoot it on the same mountain that you shot maniac on yeah on rider's birthday season one like to have hunted all these years come back and get my first mountain caribou on the exact same mountain is uh is pretty amazing and it, it was pretty it was a really amazing nostalgic moment for me yeah it, it was i think an awesome moment all around for all of us especially because it happened right out of the gate i mean that was like i'm so used to setting my mind to all right we're gonna we're gonna be hungry here for a while and then you know to have that happen so quickly and then like you said 
on the same mountain that Ryder killed his care or, or I killed my caribou and Ryder's first birthday. Um, it's just, you know, it's almost like it's come full circle. And you bring up a good point and you talk about like some of the other seasons when we've had opportunities at caribou. And I think, you know, it didn't, it didn't make sense at the time because, you know, dropped over the years has been so much about, you know, food for survival. And if we kill one caribou, well, then we have enough and we have what we need, um, as we go down. And I think that's one thing that's evolved a little bit with, with us and with the show is like, yeah, we're both out here and we're absolutely hunting for survival, but at the same time we have tags. Yeah. And I'm confident that we can do what we need to do to to keep the meat and so let's make that happen you know what i mean well yeah i think at the end of the day the idea is let's take some food home with us as well i mean we got two moose tags and it's been since i believe the yukon we both shot two moose Mm -hmm. and season one we shot two moose but other than that i think it's been kind of one and or the other so it's been this is definitely something i'm looking forward to We're, we're not too far into the trip we've got caribou on the ground um incredible so far the views are absolutely mind-blowing and by the way the caribou that we ate this time instead of like season one on the wind when i brought neck meat back when we were starving and it was terrible and chewy i grabbed the right thing and we had some caribou tenderloin that was just outstanding absolutely incredible it's hard to beat i i will say if it came down to moose or caribou, I'm taking caribou all day. Oh, I got to take caribou all day. It's uh, definitely, it's a sweet meat. It just. But I also don't think that you could take this caribou home and prepare it like we do, which is basically just <laughs> on an open fire and have the same taste in all of it, right? It's all the senses coming together in one place because it makes it so incredible just looking around you've just kind of harvested this animal and the respect levels there and you're just like wow this is what it is this thing's keeping me alive it's pretty incredible yeah it certainly doesn't taste the same at home i hope everybody that's listening to this thing it sounds like we're mellow right now but that's for good reason because what? we're actually hunting hunting <laughs> yeah we're actually, we're actually hunting. sitting up on the side of a hill we're not mellow because glassing we're disappointed we're mellow because we're actually hunting and you said it earlier there is a fucking grizzly bear literally right over here yeah like 300 yards so we're trying to kind of do something and not get caught at the same time yeah now we have a big decision ahead of us because as we get in further here um it's a big decision we got an incredible camp in an incredible valley with elevation and it's really hard to figure out are we leaving are we rowing right now because why would you leave moose to find moose we've had this conversation you and i but let's talk about it for just a hot second yeah you want you want to talk about that let's talk about that talk about let's talk about i honestly i mean i don't really see a reason to leave here right now i mean i know i love to float the river just as much as the next guy but man I mean, in terms of, like, if we're out here to, to do what we set out to do and be successful and get meat, like, we're in a pretty damn good spot right now. I mean, just since we've been here, we have seen four different bull moose for sure. Yeah. Potentially five. We've seen two cows, uh, sorry, three cows. 
one calf, hundreds of caribou, a grizzly bear, a wolf, and we're talking all huntable, a huntable distance from oh, camp. We're yeah. not talking like, ah, like four miles, five miles, six miles away. Like, we're talking legitimate opportunities to hunt each and every one of those things from camp every day. So, remind me again why we're going to leave or why we would think we should leave. Well, I don't think we actually should. Right. I'm just kind of testing it to see. I'm mm-hmm. going to take a picture right now of exactly where we're at while we're doing this. I'm going to post this up on Facebook so everybody can see. This is exactly where we're sitting at this moment looking at what we're looking at, and it's going to be unbelievably scenic when you take a look. I'm going to hand this over. We're going to get some photos. We're sitting here. Do a here. video. Take a video with it. Yeah. There we this go. This is where we're at right now. So, yeah, go ahead and flip that bad boy to cinematic. There we go. Switch it. There you go. All right, so right now i got Jason. He's taking a video so everybody can see exactly where we're at right now. This is where I'm sitting. The grizzly bear that we're talking about is literally right over there, just over that hump right there. So every now and then I stand up, you hear a bunch of noise. I'm just standing up the glass to see if he's still there. The carcass is there, and this is where we shot the caribou yesterday and in today's episode that you watched. So, yeah, pretty majestic. So when we got up here today on top of this ridge, as soon as I sat down, look over to the right, we got wolf, which last time I saw wolf was a little aggressive, a little close. This time he's way on the other side. How cool was it watching that wolf? Because that's that's the first time we've actually seen one from a distance, and then he comes in in pouches territory. How cool was that? Yeah, they're they're one of the most majestic. I mean, just, just watching them. They're just so cool. They're always in predator mode. They're always on the prowl. They're always kind of hunting around. So just to be able to see that, and it's, you know, as luck would have it, and this is kind of crazy, that grizzly was down there for how many days has he been there now? He's been there literally since we got here. Yeah, since we Every got here. day. Yeah. And we happen to get a break when he leaves that carcass, and the wolf shows up. Like, I was hoping for the, I was hoping for the old showdown. Yes. The, the, the grizzly wolf showdown. That's so, what I was really kind of pulling for. So what's incredible about that is we can see we can see both from here, right? So we can see the wolf who's sneaking along and he's following the scent trail, which was unbelievable to watch. He finds uh, the uh, pouch's first berry, then he comes across, and then he goes and finds our kill. And next thing you know, we got grizzly over here on the right we've got wolf on the other side of the river and we can see them both and it's a battle for like who's going to stay ground then that wolf takes meat and runs and gets out of there and it's it'll be very interesting to see if they can actually meet what would happen between wolf and bear yep yeah the uh the available food supply for these boys up here the predators up in this area is going to be running pretty low pretty quick so I mean, it's another thing that's going through our minds right now is as the predators have moved in to here, um, you know, we just got to keep an eye on that as well. It's like we've got bear, we've got wolf in here now. Um, pretty sure we saw a second wolf as we were glassing. But at the same time, turning around and looking the other way, we got a one mile from here, we got another, you know, a cow and a, and a calf walking down. So right now it seems to be good. It's okay. Everything's all right. But uh, it could become... A little bit cumbersome with this many predators inside this valley 
um, if it picks up. But who knows? Yeah, I think time will tell. That's for sure. Uh, it's not the rut yet, so we, you know, these moose are not down a hundred percent out of the hills and on the river. So we still got a week or two before that happens. But this weather has finally broke. We had uh, some really, really brutal rains, and it came in right when we were finished caping and quartering our caribou. So we got it basically back to the meat cache, set up a meat cache over here. It was kind of a makeshift meat cache to start because it was pouring so bad, um, and then it stayed. But now the weather has broke. It's sunny and it's bright and animals are out moving so it's pretty incredible to see that i would say this for anybody that's listening if you're looking to do a diy in alaska and do your research find your river get your rafts all that great stuff um find a spot with elevation like the first spot you come to with elevation get to it and then have patience from there right i mean yeah we're what 400 maybe yards maybe 200 yards up the hill yeah um when we woke up this morning it was like oh this is beautiful it's a great day this is nothing nothing going on here we're going to get up here we get up on the knob get 200 yards elevation wolf and grizzly bear all within 800 yards of camp all st- and it was like we had no idea they were even there because we were down on ground level so i'd say definitely get elevation we've learned that over the years for sure yeah this game up here in alaska We've talked about it a hundred times, but it's eighty uh, percent glass, twenty percent hunt. I mean, you're not going to run around the mountains here like you are, you know, out west chasing elk. This is a be patient, don't stray far, and just stay on the glass, stay on the glass, stay on the glass. I mean, every single time we've gotten elevation up until this point, we have seen moose and we've seen different moose every single time so um it's only a matter of time until we find one that's in the right scenario i mean there's so much that goes into just because you see an animal that's kind of that's not even half the battle in my opinion right when you see the animal then the question becomes okay is the animal in a good spot for us to go after who's got the advantage does does the animal have the advantage or do we what's the wind doing you know all those questions come into play and then up here the questions pop into your mind of all right if we do make a move how long is it going to take us to get there how long might the hunt actually take how long until the animal is down on the ground and then what's the process look like after that is it you know is it approaching dark because chances are if it is and it's going to play out too long and we can't at least for me if i can't get the animal you know quartered up caped and and done prior to dark then I'm calling off that hunt yeah. for that very reason. So, well, I remember asking you, like, even when we took off after my caribou, I remember looking at you and I was like, are you good with this pack job and this timing? Right. It's such an important thing because it's not, at the end of the day, just we'll go after another caribou. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, it's, you're not going to go after that caribou and then risk either us getting stuck out there and injured or doing something that would jeopardize, you know, it's just a caribou. We'll get another one. Right. The adventure's part of it. That's why we do it. But, you know, I remember looking, you know, I was like, are you good? We got a, it's, it's a decent pack out, nothing crazy, but it was enough where it was like, are you good with this? And you're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And we knew we had enough time. We didn't know is that weather was going to come in right when we finish. Yeah. We were coming across that flat and I was like, this is going to get pretty gnarly pretty quick. We could see it coming down the valley. Sure enough, 
it got pretty gnarly pretty quick. But with a moose, on the other hand, there's so much meat involved in that. It's a totally different ball game. That all factors into is this a huntable moose? It might be right. a giant. Is he huntable? Right. Is it smart? And like the one we saw yesterday, the reason we didn't go after him is because he was we measured what? He's a mile one point two or something like that away. Yeah. That's no who wants to pack one point two miles over a thousand pounds of meat? Right. It's not gonna happen. And if it does, you're just going to kill yourself doing it. I mean, you're just going to crush yourself, and then you're just ruined for the rest of the trip. So it really does factor in a lot as to where these things are and hunt smart, um, you know, and, and make it happen. Yep. So that that uh, the key for me is the, the hunt smart part. I mean, is it doable? Sure. We could absolutely pack them, and, yeah, you might hate your life a little bit. I mean, tundra muskeg and hundreds of pounds of moose meat trip after trip after trip gets real old real fast but more importantly than that for me it's just irresponsible as a hunter i mean i think yeah you know that's that's it comes down to time weather conditions do we have enough daylight to get this thing done and packed out and quartered and and get them out of here all in you know a day's time that way we're not risking okay leave them overnight you could run into issues with meat spoilage you could run into predator issues where you go back and obviously there's a grizzly sitting on the carcass i mean there's just so many things that could that could play out so yeah spotting the animal like where we're at right now from the elevation standpoint gives you a phenomenal jump start but then you really got to ask yourself some of those other hard questions am i actually being responsible in doing this so totally agree with you i mean you have you have sen- some sense of responsibility for that animal as well. And like you said, mm-hmm. if you shoot it too late, you leave it overnight. Next thing you know, you got predators on it. You don't want to create a situation that wouldn't have been there had you not done what you did. Exactly. And I think that's what we just talked about, what, 10 minutes ago yep. before we started this podcast when we talked about this grizzly bear. Yep. Um, we got incredible footage of the grizzly bear from a distance. We have the equipment to do it. And as much as you and I want to go over there, as I mean, I really want to go over there and stalk, get up there and like see him and get into it. Well, we know how we can do it. The wind is right. The elevation is right. We could get to 65 yards. We know that 100%. No question. But it would be irresponsible as hell for us to do Well, and not only that, so here's a grizzly on a kill, on a carcass, and we're going to go over there and what are we going to do? Take a picture of him. And now we create a scenario where he is going to protect his, uh, his kill. And when he protects his kill, guess what? We're encroaching. So now he charges. We got a DOL on our hands for absolutely no reason. We created that. That is irresponsible. You can't do that. You just can't do that. You have to think about all that shit before you head out because it could put you in a really, really bad situation really quickly. And this is Alaska. They're gonna th- she's going to throw everything at you. She has already. I mean, we've been here a short period of time. Weather, you name it, bears, wolves, <laughs> predators. We've had it all, and we've only been on the boots on ground for a very short period of time. So I think it's um, it's definitely worth thinking before you go forward uh, and find a spot like this where you can get up there, glass, and just take it in, devise a plan. And I think we've been up here so long that you and I have had this plan. If they come from the left, where are they gonna? What are we gonna do? If they come from the right, what are we gonna do? And where are these points where we go? Okay, now we're gonna commit to go get them, right? Instead right. of just there's a moose, let's go run and gun and chase them. This isn't elk hunting out west. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta remember at all times, we're in their world, man. We are in their world, so we're just we're just here to observe and take it all in. 
and uh, hopefully leave here with some meat. Well, I think uh, that's about it for right now. I hope everyone is enjoying the show. It feels good to be back. It feels good to be back in the in the uh, in the Brooks Range and uh, boots on ground. We're a little mellow today because the adrenaline rush was through the roof yesterday with everything that happened. And uh, now we get to sit up here and enjoy it. Everything is taken care of. Meat cash is dialed in. Got the caribou caped off the head today. That was amazing. And uh, now we sit, we wait. Casey is up with a moose for sure. You get to go first on this one for sure. I've had my fair share of moose, but I've never killed a caribou. Well, I appreciate that. So, So you're up, buddy. Yeah, your moose, you you may never need to ever shoot another moose. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to need to shoot another moose, but <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and shoot one first. Well, so. if uh, if this valley holds up to what's been happening so far, hopefully that doesn't take too much longer. I hope it does. In the meantime, we're going to enjoy the views right here in the middle of the wilds coming at you, drop live from the field. We're going to try and continue to do this all the way throughout the entire adventure. So after every single episode, we're going to drop this. We're going to put it up on where you can just listen to everything, whether that be on Spotify or whatever, on whatever iPod, Apple Podcasts, Guru technology thing that they do out there today. All these kids are listening to. That's where you can find it. Um, And hopefully... You're enjoying the little behind the scenes, and we're going to work in as well. We've got Jason Brown and Jameson Crass with us. We're going to work in some of their thoughts as we get as we get down the road a little bit more. Um, we are full bellies full of caribou. We're happy as we are today, but I can tell you right now that could change. Oh, there's a wolf. Wolf. All right, we got a wolf. We got a wolf. The wolf is encroaching. See ya. Bye. Hey everybody, just want to say thank you for listening to Dropped Under the Wild Skies. Uh, This was so fun to record live as it happened. So we hope you found it entertaining or educational, whichever this may be. But we want to remind you that you can follow along on all of our adventures in other places as well. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, We're definitely not on TikTok, so don't look for us there. Um, And we also want to say thanks to all the sponsors again. You guys are amazing. Thanks for letting us do what we love. If you want to support the mission of Moments Matter at Be Alive, we encourage you to go check out all the gear at GoBeAlive.com. We'd love that support. Uh, So in the meantime, thank you again for everyone listening to Dropped Under the Wild Skies. Mm